Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Welcome, fellow listeners, to another episode of the Stephen and Arjun Football Podcast. Once again, this is brought to you by Startup Bakery in Subang Jaya and Misuboy SG in Singapore. So in today's episode, we are going to focus on Arsenal and we have a guest, uh, Nihui, who's a diehard Arsenal fan from 2006. Welcome, Nihui. Hey, hey, thanks everyone. And once again, we have Stephen back for the show as well. Good day, everyone. Yeah. So just to kick things off, Nihoi, I would like to ask you, uh, what is your favorite season so far as an Arsenal fan? And what have, what is your favorite Arsenal player so far? All right. I guess my favorite season is uh, very odd, but I would say would actually be the year that we, for FA Cup, not uh, any particular year, but the year that actually we won House City, yeah. So why so is because we were two goals down. I kind of like we were two nil down in the final. Yeah, I mean, like we came uh, all the way down. We were two nil down on the final against uh, House City. Yeah, it was rather embarrassing. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, you pick up on the third goal, especially the Ramsey goal. Yeah, that was definitely a very memorable moment for me because I think it was the first trophy that I witnessed live. In, on, in terms of like television, right? Yeah, and of course, after that, they just sort of kind of like follow up with a lot of uh, FA Cup trophies. Yeah. yeah, so that I think was really the start of me where I actually experienced them winning their first trophy from like my point of view, yeah. I see. So favourite player? Favourite Arsenal player? Uh, favourite at the current moment, is it? Uh, no, at any time throughout your uh, from the time you became a fan. Ah, okay, yeah. Then you gotta you gotta be Henry. Henry, <laughs> I mean, he was the one that like started, yeah, started the whole Arsenal journey for me. Yeah, right. like he was the first player that I know of from Arsenal. So yeah, yeah I guess it just naturally would be Henry. I see. Okay, mm. so moving on from that to the current season, mm. uh, how uh, impressed or disappointed are you with uh, the Arsenal's <laughs> performance this season? And also moving forward, what do you think is a realistic target for Arsenal this season? Well, uh, this season-wise, of course, I would have to be honest, Champions League is definitely out of our hand. Uh, Europa League is something that we can go for and hopefully from there that you can still play Champions League football. Uh, FA Cup is gone from Southampton, so that was uh, really unexpected, that game. Yeah, totally didn't expect that. So, yeah, it has been a rather inconsistent year where we have really strong games and we have really poor games. Uh, so I, I don't think this is the good season. So, but I still believe that they can actually qualify within the Europa side of things, okay. at least for this this year, So you say fifth or sixth is a realistic target for them this season? Yeah, yeah. I still feel so. Yeah, I still do feel so. Looking at it. Hmm. How How about in terms of Europa League? How far do you think Arsenal will make it this season? <laughs> uh, next game Olympiacos yeah I think we could we could get it to perhaps uh, 
Yeah, I think it's no issue coming to the finals. I think, yeah, yeah looking at it, there's three Premier League teams left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Arsenal, Man U, as well as uh, Spurs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I think it still can consider quite realistic for us to get to the final, similar with uh, two years back. Just hopefully we don't get a mental breakdown on the final game. Yeah. I see. Uh, <laughs> do you have any opinion on that? Like, uh, what do you think is a realistic target for Arsenal uh, from a Liverpool fans' perspective? This uh, I do agree that I do agree that uh, finishing in the top six is a realistic uh, target for Arsenal this season. Even though they did they did have a, they did have a quite a terrible start at the start of the season, but result has been starting to pick up. And recently, we see that Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's form has come back. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it was a kind of a gold drought for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially after the... he signed the contract. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We started the season very promising. The first game against Fulham, you know, we won, and we have like uh William scoring, we have Gabriel scoring, where this was their first game, right? Yeah. And of course, you know what happened to William after that, where it was just yeah. a total mess on the on the right wing here. Yeah. So we all know what happened, but. It started out very promising and of course things start to go downhill after that and it does pick up, it does pick up once in a while. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess it's been a very inconsistent year, I'll have to say. I would like to put the focus on uh, Ateta though. Like, like recently, uh, under, uh, uh, ever since Wenger left, Arsenal yeah. has become more and more of like a Europa League team. Lah. Yeah. Like they haven't been in the Champions League for a few seasons now. Yeah. So, do you see the progress under Mikel Arteta's leadership? Okay, the progress yeah. of it comes gradually. So, uh, if you watch how he's been playing, he has still been playing different formations for different games. Uh, so, what happened yes. is that I noticed for the past, ever since he was with us after Emery was uh, sacked. So, mm. what I noticed is that he's been trying out different uh, positions. So, for example, he played 4-4-2, he played 4-3-3. Eventually, he settled down with 4 3 2 once, but depending on the opponents as well, he will come back to Sometimes he also played three at the back. Yeah, the, at the start of it, uh, after he experimented with a 4-3-3, the next thing he do was actually the 3-4-2-1, uh, which was, I was completely not a fan of because if you're only having three, back, you have one center back, one left back and one right back. It's going to oh. be disastrous for me. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's going to be disastrous, especially your... your uh, centre-back would be either Gabriel, David Lewis. Gabriel is fine, yeah. Uh, David Lewis or... Uh, Rob Holding. Rob Holding, yeah, Rob Holding, right? So this will be your three main guys. Uh, Pablo Mari gets injured once in a while. So I would say that um, having three at the back is not the best choice because they tend... Arsenal, or at least under Ateta, they tend to play a lot of defensive possession. Again, I'm not a fan of because when you play defensive possession, like for example, Leeds United, they do that a lot. And it's very easy for you to just interrupt, intercept the ball and you know, that's it. <laughs> Your mistakes are, are back. So after that, of course, they tried with the approach of a 4 3 2 1. So you have uh, David Lewis as well as Rob Holding at the centre back. So, but mm. yeah, so it still started off very much with. Uh, defensive possession again 
not not a big fan. Especially you have two CDMs, you have two center defending midfields, yes. right? Yeah. So it's not the most ideal thing to do, in my opinion. And a lot of people would argue that, uh, yeah, Tierney being a left back is good, and Ballerin people are, you know have mixed feedback about Ballerin. Personally, I'm a fan of Ballerin. I believe uh, what he's been doing has been great because he. A lot of people would argue that yeah, he tends to go in front. It yeah, he doesn't just play a right back. He tends to sometimes be a, a, a right wing back. But I kind of like that because you gotta get the ball moving forward. Because if you're just gonna play defensive position, if especially when you're losing, you're just gonna end up losing or with a draw. Yeah. So if you want to win, you need someone like that to actually be able to take the risk and go to front, especially if you're the ball up, probably. Sorry. To carry the ball up? Yeah, to carry the ball up. You know, yeah. because on your left on your left wing, you would have Saka, which works mm-hmm. very well with Tierney. On the right wing, of course, it's a bit of a mess where sometimes it's Pepe, sometimes it's William, you know. So it's uh, kind of all over the place. But so I believe that you need someone to get the ball in front if you want to score goals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is something that I personally feel how our defensive is like at the moment. Yeah. I think... So in terms of your question of uh, how Ateta progresses, I think yeah. we will need to give him time. Yeah, a lot of people, of course, will say, oh, yeah, Emery have the same amount of time. But the as you watch the recent games, uh, especially the recent game with Benfica, right, we have been going front a lot. But at the same time, meaning that our defense is also stretched a bit. But you need to score goals. You need uh, that type of chances to be created. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I personally believe in. And that is one thing that I believe Ateta is doing right uh, at the current moment where he plays less of defensive football, right? Even like players like Shaka, he will go front as well. Yeah, so these are the things that I would expect from Arsenal because this is very much how Wenger would play it. <laughs> and uh, as you know, Wenger concedes a lot of goals, but he also scores a lot of goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving back to the defense, do you think that right, Mikel Arteta made a mistake selling Emiliano Martinez to Acevedo? Hundred percent. Yeah, I would hundred percent tell you that Martinez is your guy. Yeah, especially oh. when he has a chance once uh, Malpe fouled on uh, Bernardo. So. Martinez really showcased himself really well. Even if you watch him at Aston Villa now, he doesn't push the ball out. He holds the ball. You know, he catches the ball. And that's something I love about Martinez, even when his time in the in Arsenal and even now in Aston Villa, you know. So it's yeah. something yeah, he's one of those keepers that he just doesn't push the ball out. He will catch it. <laughs> so, yeah, of course I do miss that about it. I miss his height. Uh I personally believe that he will make the fir- he should be the first choice goalkeeper. Yeah, so... Ahead of Leno, right? Yes, ahead of Leno. I personally feel that. Yeah, because I think Arsenal, uh, uh, last season after Leno was injured by Mopé, uh, then Martinez came in and then yeah. their form started to pick up. And yeah, then they win yeah. the FA Cup with him. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Ah. So it was a big leap for Martinez. Of course, at first, everyone have doubt. But to me, he, yes, of course. he, he really showcased himself very well. So, yeah, to me, Martinez would be the best choice of goalkeeper that we can have right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you, you first, sold it. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah. I can't promise him a first-team first football. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he has been playing every game of Aston since then. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 a random fact is that he kept eh, 
he kept two clean sheets against Arsenal this season. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't win both of the games. Yeah, so I'm genuinely happy for him. I mean, I, I like him as a player, right? I'm happy that he's finally been acknowledged by the Argentina team as well. Right? It's been he's now part of the, the squad there. So yeah, I'm happy for him. Right. Of course, he's as a gunner, it kind of blows that you sell off a player like that you know yeah but especially when you know that your defense and your goalkeeper like Runnison and Matt Ryan are nowhere where mm. he is as a substitute yes. right we yeah. Runnison makes mistake uh, Matt Ryan I yeah. guess he only played one game I can't say too much yet yeah oh. but yeah so other than Leno if the next time Leno gets injured we are kind of in trouble right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> another interesting mm. thing is that during Wenger's final few seasons a lot of people mm. criticize him for consistently just finishing in the top four. But looking yeah, back, yeah. it seems like that was an achievement. Yeah. A major achievement. And a lot <laughs> no. of Arsenal fans will probably give anything yeah, but, to see but that. I, I, I do have like a theory for that, right? Yeah. As you know, last time, I mean, football, uh, previously, every team have their own way. Like, you know, Mourinho was always the, the person that parked the bus, you know? Yeah. And yeah. everyone have their own style. But recently, everyone just been playing like Pep Guardiola, I, I have to say this. Yeah. yeah, I have to say this. Like every team has been playing like Pep. So Aston Villa has been playing like Pep Guardiola, you know. Yeah. Uh, literally, majority of teams are playing that way. Hence, the competition is so tight because everyone is just following each other's pattern these days. There's no more like oh individual expression. Yeah, individual, yeah, 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 you're right. So, like, that, that, that type of thing going on. Like, for example, Arsenal, under Wenger, we all know it's always a possession game. It's yeah. always about passing a football, a 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, you go front, you strike. Yeah, it's always that. That's why Ramsey and Wilshere, Walcott, they all know this very well. But over time, even the current team now, like Abamayan, Saka, and all, they play a similar way, just like how any other team would play. So it doesn't just happen for Arsenal. It does happen for a number of teams these days as well. That's something I realized for the EPR in general, actually. Yeah, yeah um, I saw an interview by Fabregas recently. He mentioned mm-hmm. that under Asin Wenger when he was playing with uh, mm-hmm. the likes of Sami Nasri and all, he yeah, learned yeah. the creative midfielders. And he, learned, yeah. he said uh, playing beautiful football was sometimes more important than winning the trophy. That's right, so that's right. Asin Wenger really prioritized that sort of like creative football. Yes. And correct, correct. maybe he just um, got lost with the times. Like, as you said, <laughs> when all the teams started playing this high press, high energy, maybe yeah, the yeah. Of just creative football they started not to work as well. Yeah, correct. Because the way Wenger plays it, if you're against a team like City who do a lot of like high pressing, you, you'll be in trouble because yeah. your one-two will just easily be intercepted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they will just counter you very easily. Yeah. So that will be, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, pros and cons with that strategy, I guess, especially modern football. Yeah. Wenger's football is very beautiful, I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> it just it put, you, put, put a smile on your face when you, yeah, when you yeah. watch it. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like, you see the build-up to the goal, it's it's like nothing that... Yes. Does and, it. And yeah, every it's, goal is different. It's not like Pep Guardiola's Man City where they yeah. keep doing the same thing over and over again. Correct, correct. Wenger's yeah. goals were all so different, so unique. Yeah, that's right. So... That, that, that's one thing, of course, about Wenger. Like, even though it's not always number one, but you get old to always watch a beautiful football. Mourinho, on the other hand, totally, you know, they, are, you know, they don't see each other eye to eye. Mourinho is, I'm going to score one goal, I'm going to defend the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mourinho's trophy first, wins first at all costs. Yeah, correct. And 
you see, if as how he's playing for Spurs, he's still doing the exact same thing. He's and sometimes also Spurs out of doesn't... touch, to be honest. Sorry? He's probably also out of touch, to be honest. Yeah, correct. Because I yeah, I mean, he was out for a while. He became like pundit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. So per- perhaps he was a bit out of APL, but he's still been playing that. And as you, so you can tell the difference. EPL no longer works that way. So he, in EPL, he hasn't been winning much games lately. But in if you look at how he's been playing in Europa, he's still, Spurs have been winning and winning yeah. big. Yeah, it's not just one or two goals where I can go up to four goals as well. So yeah, but that method of parking the bus and how Mourinho plays, this you can't use that for the Premier League anymore because so many teams are ad- adapting to this high-pressure uh, football, right? Which mm-hmm. Guardiola develops very well for City. So if you're still going to continue with that method, it's going to be in trouble, right? Of course, I, I'm not complaining, you know. I, yeah. I'm a gunner. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, if I see his first news, of course, it's like uh, another happy day for me. So I'm not complaining. I'm just observing like the games that they are playing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, given that we spoke about Ateta this season, mm. uh, Arsenal actually have a very good defensive record this season. They are like third best, joint yeah, yeah. third best in the league. So, yeah, yeah. like you mentioned, probably their problems are up front, goal scoring, Obama yeah, yeah. after signing his contract. So, yeah. going forward, who or which player, which position would you ideally sign for Arsenal to improve mm-hmm. the other team? To improve the other team? Uh, to me, actually, I, I, I feel that we have uh, who we need right now. I do feel that we will need a better backup goalkeeper than Renison or uh, Matt Ryan. Of course, Matt Ryan just on loan. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of upfield, I'm actually happy with who we have. I'm just not happy with who we are not playing. So, for example, I'm I, I'm glad, uh, for example, Saka to be on... I mean, he plays anywhere. He play left back, can play left wing, can play right wing. He literally yeah. plays everywhere. So I'm very happy with him. I think a lot of fans are also very happy with him. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the biggest issue, of course, would always be on the right wing. Okay. Because, yeah, what happened is that we have three players that we can use, right? We have Pepe, yeah. we have William, and we have Nelson. Mm-hmm. My number one choice for the right wing would be Reese Nelson. Yeah, yeah, no doubt oh, about not it. Even <laughs> No, baby is uh he's I don't know I mean he is uh he have a lot of skills okay. he's a bit selfish with the ball which is something I don't quite like he scores some beautiful goals right but it's yeah. a lot by it's a lot by for example his own effort which I feel that as a right winger is not your main task. You know, mm-hmm. your main task is to create the chances so yeah. that your attacking midfield and your centre forward can actually have a better shooting opportunity. So he does, he scores goals, but he does waste a lot of chance, you know. Yeah, so that's something I'm not very happy with him. Whereas Saka, he does a lot of cross. He crosses a lot to Aubameyang. Okay. So that is something that I do look for for my wingers. So in terms of that, I would say uh, Reese Nelson, does that a lot. But Ateta and him, I don't know what's happening behind or what's going on. He doesn't seem to be having any play time. So right wing seems to be an issue for me at the moment. So if I were to purchase, perhaps I will get someone for the right wing. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I see. So a goal, backup goalkeeper and a right winger. Yeah, for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stephen, how about you? Who would, uh, who would you buy for the Arsenal team? Hmm. Back then when Saka was I think he was thinking whether to sign a contract for Arsenal and then he was going away for a free transfer 
Yeah. I, I don't know whether you remember that 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 that, that, yeah, that period yeah. of time when yeah I I was actually quite excited. I was like I was like hoping Liverpool to go for Saka because <laughs> I see the way he played. <laughs> he was quite good. He is good. Well, it's refreshing and it is good that Arsenal yeah, tie yeah. him down to a long term deal lah. Yeah. Yeah. And. I do agree with Mihui's view that the attacking, the attacking uh, department is fine for Arsenal. And don't okay. forget, let's say let's play a four-three-three. Yeah. We have yeah. Saka, we have uh Aubameyang, Aubameyang up top. Then we have let's say uh William on the right wing. Yeah. That's how that's how Arteta play lah. They like yeah. to play William. Yeah. And then you look at the backup, right wing. You have two more backup. In yeah. a centre forward position, you have yeah. uh, Martilini, Martilini, yeah. Martil- yeah. and yeah. And Nakazette. Yeah. Uh, and Kitea. Yeah. The right wing, then you have uh Obamaya can play there. Uh Obamaya, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Obamaya play at the left wing, you know. So 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 it's quite full of potential and, and good players in that department. And they can still afford to sell Ozil and <laughs> and yet not replace him. And yeah, with yeah. with uh, this youngster called Smith Rowe coming in. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, full of potential, I believe. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with him. The, it's the defensive side that needs that needs work, lah. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> also, and also, uh, uh, maybe uh, 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 CDM to partner Tom, Thomas Party. Party. Mm. Okay, so yeah. you say you don't have confidence in Saka. Or Sorry. Maybe you don't have confidence in Saka to partner. Oh, Party. you mean? Oh, you mean Granit Granit Saka? Saka. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, or, he's, he's too... He's, or maybe he's a ticking time bomb. Uh, Dennis Ceballos. Nah, I don't uh, think it's good enough. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I got to uh, disagree slightly. I, I believe yeah. uh, Shaka has, Granit Shaka have uh, kind of redeemed himself over, you know, what happened in the past, right? Yeah. So he just played, he's kind of like a silent killer for me where he does control the midfield. So yeah, he does control the midfield where, where I do agree with you that he will need a better partner for that. Of course, uh, Thomas Partey would be for me the ideal partner for him. Sibalos works uh, more... I guess he's not so much as a CDM. He's more as a, just a center midfield for me. So he does uh, go front a lot, uh, but not as front as like uh, as an attacking midfield. So mm-hmm. he does, yeah, he does, but he's not really a defensive person as you watch the game from Benfica, right? Yeah, yeah. what he tried to do for defense uh, just went all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, partly, partly I feel that he's still adapting to EPR football as uh, Atlantico plays very different games in La Liga. So yeah. I think Partey is still very much adapting to the Premier League side of things. But once he gets used to it, I believe the partnership with uh, Shaka as well as Partey will be good for defensive. But what I will do if I'm Ateta at the start of the game, I will have uh, Smith Rowe or even Odegaard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, first choice, uh, Smith Rowe to be my attacking midfield. And then behind them, right, behind them, I will have a CDM as yeah. well as a CM. So CDM, I will play Shaka on the mm-hmm. right side. And then on the left side, I will have Sibalos. Okay. So what happened is that this will create, continue to create goals, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. up front. So once you manage to secure a couple of goals, I will sum off Sibalos and actually bring his Thomas party. So you have two CDMs to actually control the midfield after that. Yeah, and you still have your center attacking midfield, either Smith yeah. Rowe or Odegaard to actually bring the ball to continue to go front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if 
I'm Ateta, this is what I'll probably do because I feel that having two CDMs at the start of the game might not be a, a very good choice if you want to score goals. Yeah. Yeah, true. So mm. uh, with this squad, what do you think is a realistic ambition for Arsenal next season? Realistic ambition, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess, yeah, I'm hopeful that for next season as a yeah. fresh start, uh, you know, things would be better. But yeah, uh, yeah, of course, that would be what, what I hope. Uh, I, I do hope that uh, the current players would stay. Uh, mm-hmm. There's rumours that, of course, Bellerine is going to Paris or even Madrid yeah, or yeah. Barcelona. There's a lot of rumours going around that. But I do hope that the team would stay. Uh yeah, so in terms of realistic expectation, I think, yeah, as Ateta always say that, you know, they are always aiming for Champions League. I believe that if his plan works, yeah, it's something that perhaps we will be able to get back in the Champions League next week. Of course, I'm being very optimistic about it as I'm a gunner, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I, would, I would have to say that. Yeah, this is what I do believe in. Okay, that's interesting. Stephen, hmm. do you have any more questions? Uh, just a quick one. What is your view on Monsieur Ozil. Oh, my real Monsieur. Yeah. And Ozil. Okay, I believe that it was a rare unfairly just. Not so much in terms of like characters or things like that. Right? Whatever happens behind the scene, of course, leave it, I'll leave it to management, the Arsenal management to work on those things. But why I say it's unjust is because when Ozil was there, right, mm-hmm. Ateta been playing either a 3-4-3 or a 4-3-3 where you're not putting a center attacking midfielder. You're not putting Smithrow. Yeah, the time would only be Smithrow. You're not putting anyone else for CAM. You're not playing a CAM, right? The moment Arsenal changed, this is when Ozil is still around. So the moment Arsenal changed their position to 4 2 3 one right? Then you start to have, you start to have, um, what is it, Smithrow to come to play the center attacking midfield. So, so Ozil is still there. And, since then, we've been winning games. You know, the approach changed. We've been winning games. We've been scoring goals. But you're, so the idea behind it is, and I always believe, you need a CAM. You need a center attacking midfield. Yeah. But the thing is that you are not giving <laughs> Ozil the chance to play at that position when you mm-hmm. switch it to 4 2 3 1. So I was a bit mad. I can't, I can't judge whether he plays, he will play well or not because of this, because he never had the chance when we decided to play center attacking midfield, other than the game with uh, Newcastle, of course, where he scored, right? Yeah, but uh, other than that, he didn't have the chance to actually show when we decided to play back on center attacking midfield. So, of course, I don't know what was the politics behind it, right? There are a lot of people say it was because of the China and the Muslim thing that was going on with him yeah, yeah but uh, that 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 aside i feel that he should be given the chance because mm-hmm. if you don't play him and the position doesn't doesn't clarify that because you're not playing a position that he's allowed to play in yeah so i guess for him to leave the club uh it's fair mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's fair because if you look at it, we have two centers. I mean, we got Odegaard loan as a backup CAM. So that's how important the CAM is. So, yeah, so it's a bit unfairly just, but I'm personally a fan of Ozil. I have to tell you that I'm personally a fan of Ozil. Yeah, yeah. I like the things that he's been doing. I like how unselfish he is with goals, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you have previously with the partnership he has with uh, Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez, right? Yeah, so when he was still in Arsenal. So that was something that I always like to see, yeah, as a CAM, where you're not so much, I want to be a goal scorer, but I want to be there to create 
assist. All right, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. And again, if you have any sessions that you want us to do, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram handle that is at Ruven Arjun, at R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N, or at Stephen Rock on this at S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. Again, this podcast is probably sponsored by Sashrock Bakery and Misu Boy SG. Thanks all. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.